Welcome to Don't Look Under the Bed. Nikki and I are delighted to welcome our friend, Katina Houston, to the conversation. Katina is an assistant general manager with a background in sales and marketing, site sourcing, meeting and conference planning, and much more. Katina considers herself the bridge between sales and operations. Enjoy the show. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Don't Look Under the Bed. I'm Nikki. I'm Robin. And today we're going to take a few moments to chat with our special guest, Katina Houston. Katina is someone who has touched many levels in the hospitality industry, from hotel sales to casino sales to third party meeting management and then back over to hotel sales and had a latest uh, really nice transition into operations. Hello, Katina. Hello, everybody. Hey, Katina. Welcome. Hi, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Well, hey, let's get right down to it because you've, you've done a lot and our listeners, you know, they want to know all about it. So mm-hmm. why don't you tell us about your hospitality journey, how, how and where you started and, uh, you know, what, what it looks like for you right now. Okay. So um, like most people, I just fell in love with the hospitality industry. And actually my interest started from a little known show called Hotel with Sherry Belafonte. Um, oh my God, I remember the, that. Yes. <laughs> so that is when I first was like, wow, that is really interesting And I was my great-grandmother's traveling partner during the summer. So there was always this love of travel and getting to know all the different pieces of it. Um, But then I decided I would do a practical career and uh, go to law school. And I convinced my parents I'd take a year off. And (laughs) what? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I, I, I got my undergraduate degree to convince them I was going to take a year off and then go to law school. And during that year, I fell into the hotel business. And here we are many, many years later, didn't go back to law school, but did get my MBA. So, wow. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I started as an admin and worked in several cities. Um, when I started in the business, I noticed that many members of the leadership had worked in multiple cities and knew that I would have to be flexible if I wanted to get where I wanted my career to go. Yeah, we call um, that the witness protection program. Yes, yes, Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so um, I, I started um, in New Orleans and went to Charlotte and then Houston, um, yeah. then Lake Charles and back to Houston and did some task force work, which I loved. Um, so I really got a chance to see many areas and also see many solutions to the mm-hmm. challenges that we, we see in the hotel business. So talk about your task force work for a second. Was mm-hmm. that, was that in sales discipline or was that operations? Yes. Sales. Okay. So, um, that was going from Dallas to Cleveland. I mean, you know, that's one of the good things. I think a lot of people don't realize when you have that skill set you don't necessarily need to know the technology right off Mm -hmm. if you can navigate it because you can walk in, pick up, you know, prospect call, look at the landscape and say, 
this is how I can positively impact revenue in a short term because that's mm-hmm. what task force is about. Yeah. I've wow. seen several positions available right now mm-hmm. um, for task force folks um, just because of the hiring crisis and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm seeing more of that right now and it's a good way to get your feet wet. And if you're flexible, you know, to be able to go to different cities and like you said, you know, learn some some more skills in that, so. Mm-hmm. I think now too, we traditionally have always seen a lot of sales task force, but there are more operations out there now. Yeah, absolutely. And um, for people who are in operations, if they're looking to level up their skill sets um, or move into the next role, maybe they're a supervisor and want to take the next step, being able to go into a task force role for property that may be down is also a good way to get those additional skills Mm -hmm. in a supportive environment. Right. So you would recommend the task force um, position for anybody that's currently looking that's Mm -hmm. flexible right now. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. And now, um, so let's, let's kind of fast forward to where you are currently. You're, mm-hmm. you're in a, um, as an assistant general manager, which mm-hmm. is pretty much a operations, uh, based position, mm-hmm. but then you have this, um, you have this handbook of sales and, you know, everybody <laughs> knows it's, it's sales versus everybody and, <laughs> or, or maybe or maybe it's everybody versus sales. I think that's what it is. It's everybody versus sales. <laughs> and so here you are on the other side of the fence. <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> I'd like to say I'm the bridge over the little creek. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. For some, it's a, for some, it's a creek, the others is a bayou, and then for others, it's a whole ocean, you mm-hmm. know? So I, um, yeah, in operations, it, I think I was fortunate at, that my personality lent itself to, if I sold the dream, I needed to have the buy-in from operations, meaning um, in one of my positions, you know, meeting space can be flexible, um, mm-hmm. as you know, with sales. And we look for ways to, well, we haven't done this this way, but can it work? And this is my vision. And in sales, you are creating a vision of an event. And then operations has to deliver on that. Right. But if you walk through with it and understand that your partners, you truly are, um, it makes it a lot easier. So when you do, um, you know, sell the building and make it expand more than um, the operations team thought it could, then there's not so much resistance to, to make it happen. Yeah. And so um, from that, because now I'm on the operations side, I think as salespeople, when someone from sales who may not have had that experience says, oh, well, I don't know if we can do this. And, you know, as a salesperson and then on the operations said, you know what, we can do this. Let's, let's think about the client experience. Do you like what you're hearing? If so, please subscribe, share, 
and leave a review. Thank you for your support. Okay, so, so okay, so we were we were talking about the the journey from the sales discipline to operations, mm-hmm. but yes. what um what happened and how did you how did you get there? So what hap- what has okay. happened or what has changed uh, mm-hmm. that that took you from sales to operations? Well, actually, a couple of years back, I was um, fortunate to work with a GM that I could just walk into his office. Um, And I think that's the other thing that you have to look at as many people are looking at coming back into the industry Mm. is what the culture of that building that you're going to be in. Mm -hmm. Because the company has a culture and then the building has a culture as well to make sure it's the environment that you need. And I expressed that I wanted to be a GM okay. and it was unusual because it's not, it's not a lot of times that people hear that from the sales side, because of course, everyone, um, if they've not been in the industry for a while may think that sales just, you know, goes to golf tournaments and, um, have lunch. <laughs> the so, country club. Um, yes. The castle, the country club life. Right. <laughs> 501. So, um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that being said, you know, we went, my career went a different way and we came back. And when I came back to that company, the goal was always that to make sure I um, knew of opportunities to look at opportunities, to be in an environment where I would get some of those skills. So when the opportunity opening was available, then I would be prepared to step into that space. Mm -hmm. And I think um, a lot of times we look at what we don't have for positions that are different, but you also have to remember what you, what you do have. All right. Okay. So Katina, you were talking about um, your uh, pursuit to the general manager role from sales. Mm -hmm. So talk about that. Yes. Yeah, so I, what, what, what I was saying is that I think is important is that when there are opportunities to expand your skill set before you are actually in a position, definitely take advantage of those. Yeah. From, you know, revenue management class through Cornell, through a leadership program, through Northwestern University, these are all things that the casino environment supported. And so I was able to pick up on that. Um, and you guys know casino is just so robust being able to be a part of those operational meetings and understand yeah. just from the big picture. So when you do come into the opportunity to go into a general leadership, a general management role, you have a varied level of experience that mm-hmm. you bring to the table. And as I said, it's not the traditional operations journey, but it is valid because I understand too coming from the sales background, that every event is not just one and done. Every client is not one and done. There is, um, you know, you have a wedding for 150 people. Although there's one bride, there's 150 potential sales opportunities there. Mm. So understanding that we on the operations side need to deliver to make those sales opportunities available to our sales team. So 
Yeah. Say that again for the people yeah. in the back. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that and, was a word. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I mean, that's a powerful way to look yeah. at it. Yeah. It, you know, I, I would refer to I'm sales and everyone else is resale. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and you know, that that's so true. And this is such a powerful way to look at it. The, that's 150 opportunities that we may not have always had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, you touched on uh, the power of mentorship and connection. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you were able to have this uh, relationship with your former general manager who, you know, then turned around and said, okay, let's help you get to where you need to go. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, that is quite powerful. And, um, you know, that part, that's just mm-hmm. that's one yeah. of the many parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Having the and support also- is, is important. Right. And you also have to look back and look at the people who are behind you or the people that you're supervising. You know, I, I had an opportunity um, when I was a leadership in, in the casino, I had a very qualified candidate. And there were some goals that they expressed to me, but they interviewed for a position. And I said, okay, look, I think you need to do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, part of that goal was completing their education. Mm. And this position was going to be here for you when you when you did that but if you step into this role now that might change the timeline and your trajectory Mm -hmm. and having that honest conversation with them they went on to complete that initial goal that they had and then they came back and the position was there but i i think we also have to make sure we're emotionally intelligent when dealing with um the employees and understanding yes we need to get um, production and productivity, but there's also the big, the big well-rounded picture so that when those tough days come, when we're short staffed, um, you also have to remember that these are people and not just um, pegs on a board. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. And, and I mean, that's a great pivot to, so tough days, obviously, you're, you're out, I refer to it as out there, but mm-hmm. you're, you're, uh, you're currently on property where it's like Robin and myself, uh, as our little term, we're underemployed right now, but <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you are out there and you're seeing those tough days and, yes. you know, you're, you're, you're greeting those guests and welcoming them. And, um, what, what has that been like as people have been traveling through COVID? or just through think, the pandemic? I think it's it's different from when we first started. People were more understanding of all the amenities that you normally would have would, are not available. Now, as yeah. things are starting to open, people expect all of the things that they had before. Yeah. And, you know, some are not realistic <laughs> and some are really- <laughs> No. Um, I think I think that the key is doing as much as we can to communicate in advance to communicate once they arrive on property what kind of our new I don't want to say new normal is but where we are in transition to getting back to what travel was prior to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So are people looking for compensation or what are you doing to. 
to satisfy? Um, I think, you know, a, a lot of times people are looking for free. Oh, and there's, there's, there's oh. a cost associated with, with everything, whether your breakfast is complimentary, whether your whatever it is, it's, it's, oh, well, these things are free. And it's like, no, 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 that's, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. I think we have to, as hoteliers, make sure that there is a value associated with everything instead of free, you know, yeah. even on, and I think that too comes from the sales side, you know, knowing that when you went into a DOS's office or the general manager to talk about, you know, things that you're negotiating in the contract, that there is a line item value for that and helping the customers to understand in a way that they understand that, you know, there's a value to coffee and um, to, you know, just complimentary breakfast or mm-hmm. what, or what that, what that looks like. Because if you're going to spend $10 on breakfast, that's not the best nutritionally for your family, but the hotel offers $10 on breakfast. It's still a better value for you than going to a local fast food and mm-hmm. getting something that you, that doesn't really speak to what your traditional values are. Right. Right. So talk about um, your meeting planning career mm-hmm. and how that helped with uh, your understanding of what you're doing now relative to, you know, um, operations or your sales uh, right. perspective or how does that all tie in? I think it's it's comical. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a word. <laughs> when you look at RFPs and you say, okay, what is a need? What is a want? What is a pie in the sky kind of thing? You have mm-hmm. a good perspective on uh, what's, what's that value, but it's also, okay, you want 20 of these things mm-hmm. which is the most important let's start from there mm-hmm. it just makes that process so much easier coming from the meeting you know going into the meeting planning perspective you had multiple solutions I think yeah. that was one of the great things you had multiple solutions but also you can look and say you know can we deliver let's make sure we don't promise over promise and under mm-hmm. and so when, um, you know, on the operation side, when you're, uh, when you have the opportunity to walk through some things with sales, um, if you're looking at an RFP or if they're asking questions and you're trying to figure out the why, you can go to, okay, what's most important on these things, on this list of items um, for that client? And what do we need to do to get that wow factor? So I think that helps, um, streamline the sales sales process and also it helps operations prepare for what's needed to deliver mm-hmm. so no, knowing what questions to ask so you can come up with the solution correct correct mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. well and and you know this wouldn't be don't look under the bed if we didn't ask <laughs> this question so uh you know, being in the industry as long as you have, I'm, you've seen a lot, you've done a lot. Uh, 
share with us one of those experiences uh, because I mean it's great when everything's going great, but then the, you know there's that time where you're like, whoa, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know Ooh, let me think what I can share. <laughs> Protect the innocent at all costs. At all costs, yes. <laughs> you it's know, story the, time. It's story time. Try to think of protecting the innocent. You know, um, with the industry, nothing anymore surprises me. I mean, it just, it just does it, you know, from the casino industry to the hotel to it just, it just does it. And I think any story I have would <laughs> just <laughs> <illuminate>. would implicate <laughs> somebody. Okay. Implicate and illuminate and we're not past the statute of limitations. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Wow. So that'll be okay. in our next episode. When we turn okay. off the mic. <laughs> well, well, okay. Well, let's, let's try this. Okay. Let's, let's, I just, it just popped into my head mm-hmm. because essentially when you're there, you are the manager. Mm-hmm. So when the guest says, I want to speak to the manager, I want to mm-hmm. speak to the person, you know, <laughs> who's in, who's in charge or, you know, however it comes The across. person that can tell mm-hmm. me yes and give me what mm-hmm. I want. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. going to, yeah. And I'm going to be screaming. So yes. how, how, cause you know, it, it takes a special person to face it, an upset guest. It does. And how do you I, deal with that? Cause you're the, you're the man. Right. You have to first deescalate. That's the first thing. And, you know, you step away from everybody else because it's kind of one of those things where it becomes one person is upset and the whole crowd gets upset, but have they don't have an issue because the one person is upset. I think you you move them away is is the thing, and you um you know my tone changes. It's mm-hmm. a little bit quieter. My voice is a higher pitch, so I try to lower my pitch, and you know we talk through it. And you you I always is one to let you express everything that you have. Mm-hmm. And I, and I will take notes and I'll say, well, you know what, do you mind if I take notes? Cause I want to make sure I'm not missing anything. And that statement alone seems to calm people down yeah. because they know that they are being heard. And I think a lot of it is, are you hearing me? Not that I'm necessarily going to agree because we have to make sure we support um, our staff. But we also have to make sure we are not supporting customers behaving badly. Right. Yeah. And I think in this day and age, people are aware that management companies, brands are not supporting that because there is some exposure if we're not supporting our employees. And if this continues, this behavior continues to happen. So once you really sit down and you say, well, how can we? How can we remedy this for you? Sometimes it's, you know, something unconscionable. And and then I I said, well, you know, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that, but this is what I can do. And that just seems to help solve the situation. And then there there are instances when people are not going to be pleased and 
the property may not be the best for them for what they're looking for. Yeah. And I think coming from a sales background, you know that some things aren't for the right customer. You know, if you're looking for a downtown experience, but you're in the suburbs, the customer's not going to be happy there. And you just make sure you lay out in advance, this is what we have to offer. Mm -hmm. This is what we can do. This is, you know, we can have a happy hour for your guests. We can do all of these things. But if you're looking to walk to the theater and you're 30 miles from a theater, that's not realistic. So there's give and take. There is, you know, again, what's the most important thing? And once we satisfy that, are we good? Mm-hmm. So you're currently a GM. Mm-hmm. When will you assume your GM role? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, am, um, I am still definitely in the learning process. Okay. Um, I think my learning curve is shortened because um, I think one of my strongest skill sets are the people. Okay. And that's something you, you either are or you're not. Mm-hmm. So um, I am taking everything I can in and when there's an opportunity, hopefully the company recognizes that, um, the skills I have, but I am definitely not there yet, Yeah. but um, just getting the background, you know, the reporting, the, those tools, all of those, all of those things together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are you getting everything that you need during this time or, or do you find yourself um, still having to deal with more customer issues and things like that? I think I'm getting um, what I need, but I think like everyone else, we are expanding what we do on a daily basis. You know, your hours are are longer um, mm-hmm. just because of the employment situation. Mm-hmm. But again, you have to have leadership that understands that we prioritize the guest that's in front of us. It's like that um, many years ago, there was a, I think it's a, a test that tells you what happens if the, the doorbell is ringing, the phone is ringing, you've got a kid in front of you, all of these things are happening. How do you prioritize? And you have to pick, okay, what's the most important thing that I need to get done today? And if I get these things done, am I successful? And that to-do list, sometimes things roll over to the next day. But being able to vocalize that and say, you know what? These things are not going to get done without assistance. And I think because I'm in an environment where I can do that, um, it makes the journey a lot better. I like it. How do you mm-hmm. keep your staff motivated? For me, I um, I talk to my staff. I think that's the biggest thing to figure out what's going on in their personal lives mm-hmm. and know that they are important. They are essential. It is, I learned early in my career I can sell it, but if that experience at the front desk is not what it needs to be, then that just all goes downhill. But I also 
make sure our staff knows that they are important. They're an important part of what we do every day, how we deliver, um, you know, and educating them and, and including them on simple things. You know, we're ordering certain things and saying, hey, what do you see? Because the front mm-hmm. desk can tell you if, you know, your guest buys certain candy, that makes them feel important versus mm-hmm. you're buying another brand that's just sitting there for months and then you have to throw it out because it's expired. Um, you know, during COVID, you really couldn't do a lot out um, and away from the building. You couldn't really gather. So that's that's been a challenge. But, um, you know, having the monthly meetings, letting them express what's going on, trying to make sure that they have what they need and getting them excited about the fact that, hey, we're starting to ramp up. Hours are going to be plentiful. You know, people understand that, you know, they're they're not 30 hours. Now they're going to get 40 hours. And mm-hmm. what that looks like for them and their families, I think that motivates them that they're a part of this and what they're doing matters to the success of the hotel and the community by, by default. And are you fully staffed? Oh, of course not. <laughs> okay. So everybody's having the same issue with, you know, mm-hmm. the hiring crisis, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. What are you short on? We are short um, front office okay. um, servers. You know, we, we've been fortunate in, in housekeeping. Oh, good. Um, yeah, we've been we've been really fortunate in housekeeping, but front office and servers is, is, has been our um, our biggest area of, of need. And that's just because, as everyone is saying, people are starting to as the barriers come down, it's almost like, you know, we've had a protective barrier over our state and the energy field is coming down and people are coming in and wanting to get out, even if it's just down the road for a night mm-hmm. because they're tired of being at home. Um, so that that is what's moving that way. Um, corporate is starting to travel. They looked at all of their liabilities and, and what that looks like for essential travel, for training and things like that. So it's a combination of you're starting to get back your weekend guests and your weekday guests. Yeah. And they're just kind of different needs. So you want to make sure you're staffed for that. Cool. That's awesome. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Yes. So, I mean, definitely sounds like you are well on your way to something mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. And we thank you for stopping by to chat with us today. And also, I think it just serves as a reminder to, you know, hospitality truly is an area where you you really can make it what you want it to be. If you mm-hmm. want to see the world, you can move around in different positions. If you want to have different uh, experiences and different disciplines, you know, there's just so much available, um, even though we're we're in a a situation, the industry's in a situation right now, mm-hmm. but there's still, there's, there's light, you know, there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel, but absolutely. Thank you. It was our pleasure to have you on today. And 
we, you know, we'll be certainly checking back in with you because I feel like, you know, think, things are going to happen. Things are coming. Yeah. And I would just say one last thing for those who are out there, wherever you are, don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm. You know, reach back to your, you know, I may reach out to Robin or Nikki or whomever that I worked with and say, hey, have you seen this? And I just want to say a lot of times, and this may go off a little topic, but a lot of times as women, we don't reach out to for help. And I think that we need to, that doesn't diminish your value to reach out for help because you don't want to get into a situation where it's too late. Mm-hmm. Um, if there is some understanding or clarity that you need around something that just don't hesitate to reach out to help from your circle. Great point. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Very, very. We have to so check true. in with each other. It's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Katina, this has been great. We appreciate your time today mm-hmm. and uh, we are going to stay in touch. Right. And if you have any Let's news see. for us, be sure and reach out. I will. I'll, you, you guys will be my exclusive. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Right. Bye. Bye. We thank you for listening to Don't Look Under the Bed. You can continue to support the show by subscribing and sharing. Hospitality, that's our business.